How does the Beatles' first appearance on The Ed Sullivan Show, as well as the Rolling Stones' first U.S. performance at the Swing Auditorium in Southern California, relate to the Walkman, the iPod, and music as we know it today? Find out about all this and more on Full Circle Analog, the podcast hosted by Brad Blue, the man who, like many, was there through it all. The first and second British invasion, Bruce Springsteen, Elton John, and so, so many more. As well as sometimes me, Alec Blue his son and fellow lover of music, who comes on to provide a more modern perspective as well as learn about the past. But um, there's a... Did you collect albums too? Yeah. Did you buy vinyl? Yeah, I brought... Cassette? Reel to reel? I had some cassettes. I even have a couple of old eight tracks. Eight tracks? Sitting back in a cupboard somewhere. Did you have a Uh, reel to reel? Not many of us did because those were pretty pricey. Yeah, mostly cassettes, you know, that you Mm -hmm. can plug into the car. Right. And and I I still look around for albums. I'll peruse through a, a, you know, a junk store, the secondhand stores and things like that. There's one downtown Redlands that has a large selection. They got this table just full of their like these crate boxes. Is that on the boulevard, Redlands Boulevard? It's on State Street. But there's another one on Redlands Boulevard that I've never gone in. I want to. Um, it's probably like a mini. You've heard of Amoeba Records down in, yeah. in Hollywood? Oh, yeah. I've been down there with a friend of mine. We took the, the trains in there and spent missed, the day. And, I missed the one on State Street because, you know, we, we sometimes are on the boulevard. It's a, it's a, it's a used... Uh, uh, clothing and furniture store, and okay. just it's, it's a variety of, of, of reused items. That's cool. Whereas that little record store, I'm, I've, I I want to go in there. Yeah, I, I looked in the window because you know we did market night there. Oh, yeah. with our business. Yeah. and uh, and I looked in there and I went, oh man, this reminds me of a record store that was in Whittier. Mm-hmm. That rectangular mm-hmm. store, deep store, wasn't wide. It was deep. It was, <laughs> and as far as you could see, was cool stuff and racks and the posters in the in the window. You know, that's a whole other subject. Is what we grew up with, with or even in our young adulthood, going to the record store. Yeah, that was cool because we had one. You know, in my yeah. kind of north in the neighborhood there, where the commercial part was, and you know, so many cities and towns had their own record store. What was the one that you went to the most? What was the name of it? Uh, it was on it was on Peck Road in El Monte. Peck um, Road in El Monte. I'm trying to remember. The Ours name was Lovell's. That was the the cool place. Whittier had an uptown, uh-huh. and you know the rest of the town. My wife grew up there, and she called it downtown. Downtown. So if you lived there, it was downtown. If you didn't, it was uptown. I got a kick out of that. Used to have all one-way streets. And Lovell's, I think it was a guy's last name, was the place to go. Same design as this record store in Redlands on Redlands Boulevard. Yeah. And uh, they had some guy who got a press pass or something because he was like, Zeppelin would be in town, uh-huh. and he got either that or he had a great telephoto lens. I'm not sure, and he would shoot and develop and frame eight by ten pictures of the concert like the week after. Really, well. And my wife loved Zeppelin. Yeah. And there were pictures of Robert Plant on what turned out to be their last tour, and I bought a couple, and we still have them. They faded a little bit. I'll be darned. But. Yeah. Uh, two different costumes he had on yeah. which had to be 78 77 much later but uh that levels was it and yours was on peck road and yeah and and then of course we had um lo- uh, the warehouse the first corporated oh sure yeah set up and then uh, music plus 
yeah, made a run for I the money. That name. Yeah, 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 there were both of those in Whittier, uh -huh. and Warehouse started in a a small building in Whittier that was something else. There was also, I think it was called Wallach's Music City. Okay, something yeah. Something like that. There was one of those. There were like three or four of them around Southern California. Was, there was yeah. one out in Covina at Eastland. They called it Eastland. There was the Eastland Mall. Yeah. 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 Did you buy stereo stuff, stereo components, amplifier? And I mean, you know, like a receiver. Did you have a you know high-end or middle? Were you into buying that? Or did you just, well, you know, that, whatever stereo I, your budget when could afford? I was When I was like... You know, a teenager and stuff, you're just playing stuff on a record. But then yeah. later on, and you know, after we got married, you know, we had the big two-foot speakers sitting next to the yeah. the, the receiver, you know, yeah. the living room and everything. Now everything's mm -hmm. little miniature bows or something. But right, there you go. I remember those big old 10-pound <laughs> speakers. You'd have to have two of them, you know, on each side of your receiver and, right. your, and your turntable and your cassette deck. Separate and, components. And so, um, Hi-fis were gone. Hi-fis were gone, yeah. But, so I, I play my uh, my vinyl ones now. I've got one of those. Uh, combination old style looking uh, radio okay. that you can put in a CD or cassette, or it's got a turntable inside. The sound's not the best, right? But it's back in the computer room where I spend some time. Okay, hint, hint. You know, my wife <laughs> says whatever, and uh, so uh, m many times I'm back there doing something, and I'll pull out and you know a record and put it on there and stuff. Uh, all right. Um, I you mentioned you know quite a bit, but you've you've had a, a hand in uh, picking out bands for uh, local festivals and stuff. That must be a, kind of a daunting job because uh, you know who what's the heartbeat of the town, yeah. uh, and I, we don't even need to get into cost because I'm blown away at what cities pay these bands. Yeah, uh, but uh, that's not really the issue. It's just. Uh, um, they're a, just like tribute bands. Uh, what's left of, I'll say, mm -hmm. rock bands yeah, from yeah. back in the day uh, that play. Uh, you know, uh, to me, it started. I started noticing it at uh, the uh, the fairs, mm -hmm. Pomona Fair, mm -hmm. Orange County, county Fair. Fair, sure. Uh, all the county fairs bands would play it because they always had a. At least my. My reference point is the L.A. County Fair, this sure. massive thing in Pomona, mm -hmm. actually, yeah. that had a grandstands for horse racing, and it held a lot of people. Yeah. And then they started putting concerts in there. Mm, sure, yeah. And they were bands that were pretty big. Mm -hmm. And then they, I moved, we moved out here in 01, and out in Cherry Valley, these... I mean, Stephen Stills played out there, mm -hmm. and bands uh, and people of, of high stature to me. Sure, sure. Um, and that was big. It still, I think it still is big. Well, the, the Beaumont thing kind of went under because, you know, Beaumont, the city's had a lot of financial problems. Oh and gosh. People were yes. trying to figure out how are they, how are they affording to pay? Like they would, their, uh, their summer concerts, they would have like Casey and the sunshine band and Leanne rhymes and, uh, Kenny Rogers and, uh, hmm. uh those are all fairly uh, uh, other seventies rock groups too, you know? And uh, come to find out, when it all finally came out in the open, that money was being spent that shouldn't have been spent yeah. on that. Because these were free concerts, so there was no money coming into the city <laughs> to help offset this. Right, and it, we, was, and, yeah. it was their thing, and all this money was coming in. We're digressing from music from all this development fees coming into the city. Right. And mo it should have been 
earmarked more for roads and infrastructure, they call it. Well, somehow or another, there was some fancy accounting right. and movement of funds around so that they could continue doing these summer concert series that would pack in this uh, small park there downtown in Beaumont, the little city park. Yeah. And um, most of the time cities do that. They, they spend money to, to showcase their community showcase it's local advertising. businesses advertising it's in the aver- advertising but, budget but, but I supposedly think, i don't think it went very far to advertise <laughs> beaumont because there's part of it i'm sure was in 2007 2008 and the crash and all yeah, that because yeah. i remember hearing or reading in the papers back then before that that they were going to build 30,000 houses between beaumont and banning mm-hmm. out east yeah, that was yeah. the next development area yeah uh, in the master plan, yeah. we'll call it. Yeah. And, of course, that came to an abrupt halt. They still do their Cherry Fest concerts with yeah. some pretty good lineups, but those are helped underwritten by sponsors and things. You know, right. there's local sponsorships right. that, uh, yeah. like the car dealers and things like yeah. that out in, in, the, in the anyway. pa- In the past few years, uh, I usually had a booth on the boulevard, not the last few years, but let's say from – 2012 to 2015 uh i never saw the bands that played during uh, out here it's the arts and music festival the first weekend of may mm-hmm. every year it kind of kicks off the what we'll call the festival season uh in this town we live in and uh, i never could even hear them because the way the buildings were situated i couldn't even but they were popular but uh, a couple years ago missing persons oh sure was uh, on the bill mm-hmm. And this is, well, they were still, I think, were they building the Performing Arts Center? And right, were, so they were still using the temporary the, stage. They mailed the, the temporary stage, stage yeah. down California at A Street or whatever it was. Right. And my wife was at in Catalina with childhood friends. It was a precursor to their high school reunion. Some of her friends went to Catalina for the weekend rented a house somebody got the house and just send me the check and we'll all go you know sure so i was uh, in my office where we're talking right now and what am i going to do tonight and i go i re- that missing persons is playing well why not just go check it out and you know living here i know where to park and how to get in and out and ukaipa is fairly easy to maneuver especially if you've lived here uh so i got a great parking place and walked in and walked down california and waited leaned up against the light pole just in case I want to make an early exit. Yeah, yeah. And Missing Persons came on, and they were fantastic. It seemed like it was the original band. I don't know. If it wasn't, they were like a tribute band in the sense that well, they yeah. nailed it. You asked me a long time ago yeah. about uh, in, the, in our conversation about my thoughts about the Fab Four. Well, this kind of connects to Missing Persons, I guess, if it was original band or not. The Fab Four, they not only looked the part, sounded the part, imitated the part, they had the nuances of the Beatles on record, too. Yeah, yeah. And that's what blew my mind. And they, I always, part of the issue was with seeing bands that were too old, they should have Mm -hmm. stopped performing. I didn't finish that. Part two of it was, it made me sad. I remember seeing them with 17,000 people there and the energy in the building. And they were, every band seemed, as you could look back on it in the, in the late 70s, sure. every band exploded and went up the mountain. Mm-hmm. They had this great run, mm-hmm. this great sure. ride, this great run. And then, with all the hits. The, and then the album came out that was like, 
ooh, that's not quite as good. Yeah. I mean, for Zeppelin, it was in through the outdoor. I could go down the list yeah. where they were okay, but it didn't pack that wow factor. And I saw a lot of my favorite bands after that in the 80s. And then, you know, a guy would leave the band and guy in Chicago. I, I don't want to bash Chicago because they're one of my all-time favorite bands. But they have never stopped touring. I, I don't think they've right. ever stopped touring no. in 40 years. And we saw them with, you know, the several replacements because Cetera left the band way long time ago. Yeah. And then Danny Serafin left the band. Uh-huh. And uh, I met Danny Serafin. I told you that, but we'll, we won't get into that. And because uh, he lives in Westlake and okay. I was going to school out in the inland, I mean, in uh, Ventura County. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, he was at a grand opening of something that I was connected to f- in a different way. But all these Chicago guys, there's three guys from the original band that are gone. Of course, they had a large band because they had that wonderful horn section. Oh, yeah. okay. and, and I think the horn section is still all original. Well, I think, I think Walter least... Perizator, the sax guy in the middle, is now left. Oh, okay. okay. They've got a young, handsome guy okay. who's good. Bill in the bill. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. But I think Walter's finally said, you know, <laughs> I'm going to retire. Yeah. You know, these guys aren't any younger. Yeah. Uh, but it was hard for me to sit and, you know, I, I would watch them on whatever channel they were on on TV and going, yeah. I, I don't, I'm not inspired to go see them at all. Yeah. So that led to the Beatles. And why would I do that? You know, because I have the rooftop concert. Mm-hmm. But I had to admit that John's death really left a dark place in my heart. Until the Fab Four. The guy who did Lennon got me through it somehow. Oh, I, I yeah. somehow was able to celebrate whatever dark part of that left me. Yeah. He got up and started talking about a great guy who wanted peace and love in the world. Mm-hmm. And he went on and on. At first, I thought he was talking about either one of the Kennedys or Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. because obviously they're talking about a 60s time frame, but they were very c- contemporary too. Sure, sure. And they were made that quite obvious. And then it, I realized that the guy doing John Lennon was talking about John Lennon. Oh, yeah. And then he played Imagine. Mm-hmm. And he, play, he sounded just like John. They had the white piano, everything. And I somehow felt something change. Yeah. And I'm forever grateful to them for that. Yeah. And another humorous part, just because this was kind of serious, another humorous part is the guy doing McCartney, halfway through the concert or in the second half of the concert, says, how many of you out there, and of course, perfect McCartney voice, are from Liverpool? And of course, a bunch of knuckleheads raise their hand. Yeah, yeah. And he, picks, he was picking on one guy in the front. Yeah. And uh, in a very nice way. Of course, the Beatles were never mean. Uh, he he picks on this one guy and he says, you're an imposter. And he goes, but so are we. <laughs> and it, the, lev- the levity of that yeah, yeah. was just, it was so Beatles-like almost. Sure, sure. And the way they were able to jump in and out of character that way. Having fun. And, and having fun. And yeah. yet they were totally dedicated to their craft. Yeah. podcast is made possible by our business old days new ways if you have physical photos or eight millimeter tapes or vhs or cassettes of personal recordings that you haven't listened to in a long time 
or things that you listen to frequently that you want to have backed up forever so that they never get damaged. We transfer this technology to digital and we are experts in editing it so that we can turn all of these formats into one whole project that celebrates an event, a person, a place, or a thing in your life that you think deserves its own miniature documentary. We also just transfer these and you can learn more information about this under any tab on our website that says book now or book with us. And our website, by the way, is odnws.com. That's odnws.com. Any tab that has book will give you an option to schedule a call with us to message us on Facebook or our phone number. Thank you very much, and we hope you keep enjoying this episode of the podcast. And the music they played, the guy who did Harrison and everything, I walked out of there going... This is all right, George. I thought of you. I didn't even know you were standing around listening. Yeah. Uh, I, George, I get it. Yeah. I get it now. Yeah. I, I get it. And my friends we had pizza with last night, I they echoed the same kind mm-hmm. of, you know, you can, it's, it's like you you were there yeah. back then. Yeah. They recreated it in a special way that you could celebrate the excitement, I think Carol said you could celebrate the excitement that you had when you were there or you wish you were there. Well, and see, I saw the Beatles at Dodger Stadium. That's right. That's yeah. right. I forgot. In I six, didn't write that down. This is, yeah, this is yeah, amazing. You, you're yeah. one of the only person I knew that ever was there. However, however, <laughs> there weren't much of a show back those stadium shows, you know. Right. I think the Ronettes came out. The girl group, the Ronettes from the right. 60s came out and did their thing. And, of course, they brought the the Beatles in from center field, you know, mm-hmm. trucked them in, I right. think, in a armored vehicle and they I, and i think those shows that they played at those like shea stadium and all and dodger stadium and mm-hmm. probably a candlestick park in san francisco exactly they were like 30 or 40 minute uh, concerts that's hard they to believe didn't, they didn't do a lot of material and everything and the songs and, were two and a half minutes long so yeah, they went pretty and, quick and, and so all i remember is screaming girls that's my main memory. Looking down, they were clear out at, you know, we're up. My a cousin, a girl cousin. I took my girl cousin that I grew up next door to, and so you were old enough to drive. I was old enough to drive. Yeah, okay. I'd have been sixty-six. You know, I would have been. You know, this is sixty-six. Well, we don't have to. Yeah, uh, I would. <laughs> we're, been, we're boomers. I, yeah, I would have been nineteen. But anyway, all uh, right. Uh, I think we were up in the upper part of Dodger Stadium in the view level. And I just remember a thing moving, you know, all these girls around screaming. And they were way down there at second base. And before you know it, it was over, you know. And I think I think I paid like eight bucks for the ticket or something. But you were talking about the missing persons concert that you were at a uh, year before. That would have been May of 18. And um, that Dude. was a double bill with the English beat. I don't know if you recall Right, that. right. And uh, I, I, I was backstage because I was part of the ad hoc part of the committee to select these groups. So I had access to the backstage, which, again, that was very uh, low-key back there. It wasn't a building. It was a temporary stage, chain link fence. I had a, a lanyard with a badge I could walk Right, you through, had the you official know, badge. Yeah. Official badge, whatever that was. Yeah. And I was able to meet then greet the performers backstage you were like before staff. they went on. You were like yeah, staff. Sort of, yeah. yeah. And I remember introducing myself to her, saying I'm a member of the, the committee. We're glad you came to Ukaipo. We love it here. And she was the original member. I forget her name. Uh, um, Dale Bozio. Dale, yeah. Dale and, Bozio. You know, once you get up close, I'm standing talking to her. You know? And so she's been around a while, you know. 
And then the English Beat came on, mm-hmm. and I'd never seen them before. I'd never seen Missing Persons. Yeah. And uh, they put on such an energetic show. If you know their lead singer, the the is Dave Wakeling. He's the originator. He's the or, or he mm-hmm. he started the English Beat. Yeah. And his uh, one of the uh, his uh, band members there, singer was ranking Roger. The guy, the Puerto Rican, looks Puerto Rican, but he's English. Okay. And he was the one that was all over the stage. Okay. Now, Yukaipo, Yukaipo. You know, he just got everybody going. And then they just had like a temporary trailer backstage. So I was able to, I had access back there with the editor from the newspaper. And she was doing an interview. We got pictures and everything. And the, the yeah, Rachel, just, is that Rachel? Because she got some yeah, great Rachel, Rachel Gunderson. Rachel from the news mirror. She got some great pictures of missing persons, too. Yeah, yeah. And it was such a cool thing to get back there. And I wasn't into these people's music because of the generation thing. But when I saw them perform, and then I was able to meet them backstage, and we were just sitting in the, you know, it was like a trailer, a mobile thing, right. you know, mobile uh, backstage trailer. And, <laughs> you weren't uh, a groupie. We'll make that clear. There was, and people, had, people had come in there and had him autograph something. And and uh, so that was kind of nice to have access yeah. to someone. I mean, it's not like I had access to Paul McCartney or something right. or Neil right. Diamond or whatever. But, but you you had access. And that's yeah. an awesome story. The, the miss, missing persons thing in that, you know, the 80s, you can, whatever. When you grew up with the, in the boomer generation, the 80s, I'm sure you'll get, Ask eight people, you'll get eight different opinions. Uh, uh, the 80s, I liked a, a lot of it, and I didn't like a lot of it. And a few bands really stuck out to me, and Missing Persons was one of them. And it also, you know how some albums were a time and a place. Sure, sure. Willie and the Poor Boys by Credence was an eighth grade and a, a moment that I won't go into that was yeah. just, it wasn't a big deal, but I always associate doing something when that album came out uh-huh, and uh-huh. missing persons my cousin my dear cousin from akron ohio moved out to california no he was moving out to california he had no place to stay but somehow his mom who had moved to huntington beach got him a house sitting for a month with this house with a pool near the beach near yeah, her place yeah. and so when he moved out here he had this mansion to me it was a mansion and with a pool and he had this CD, I mean, this cassette. This was pre-CD? No, it wasn't. It was 80s. CDs were 80, 81, 82, 83, and on. Um, and he had this cassette of missing, or maybe it was a CD, I'm sorry, Missing Persons, uh-huh. their first album, which has all their songs on it. And I found out that she used to play with Zappa. Really? So she has a track record. Yeah. She, and, and the band sounded great. And uh, there are all these real edgy songs. Mm-hmm. And she had, you know, she's kind of a, she was a sexy lady back then and wore this weird transparent outfit yeah. Yeah. that wasn't lewd other than the fact it was. And those are the photos I use to promote them even today. Yeah, because they, but, they, they didn't show, you know, they weren't, they were see through, but they were tasteful that way. Yeah, yeah. And her goofy voice. She had this little mannerism where, like a Betty Boop type sound that uh, she would make at the end of a certain lines of the songs that mm-hmm. she sang. But the words were great. The rock was great. And they sounded just like that. And now you said that how 
I think you were in East insinuating how gracious they were and yeah. nice they were. She was very spiritual on stage uh-huh, uh-huh. on on uh, California. Yeah. She was not not professing anything, but God bless you all. It's so yeah. wonderful to be here. Thank yeah. you so much. We yeah. just love being here. And after a while, I'm going. This isn't an act. Yeah, she means it. Yeah, yeah, and. She was very endearing, mm-hmm. yeah. and her and her voice was good. That. Yes, I recall her being that way. Her yeah. voice was good, and I went, you know, you guys are all right. Yeah, I loved it. I stayed for the whole concert. The English beat. Did they play that song sooner or later? Which was their big hits. Yeah. I don't know if you know that by title, but I love that song. The English beat. Yeah. So, well, let's wrap this up, and we can have another session with George if he's willing down the road. You have another passion, which probably would take another hour and a half to talk about, but I want you to mention it in case there's anything you want to get out there about it. Uh, George has a passion about cars and cars from the past. And as a matter of fact, he's in the past pleasures. Are you the director of the past pleasures? What is past pleasures car club of Yukaipa? I'm on the board of directors. And you, uh, not only in your members, put on car shows everywhere you sponsor things i believe yes um you want to talk about that for just well, a minute um, and then yeah. we'll uh... i it's called the past pleasures car club in ukaipa yeah and uh we're celebrating our 40th anniversary this year from starting in 1979 40 years that's 40 amazing years. uh of course now I've, I've only been in it for uh, about 14 years mm-hmm. um but yeah um my wife and I were were really big into the, among other things a car hobby, and yeah. we, have, we have two classic cars. And um, I've seen one one or both of them. Probably, was, uh, yeah. That Ford you've got fifty five Ford Fairlane. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, and then we've got a nineteen sixty eight Dodge Dart, and uh, but our car show, our, our car club puts on a monthly event down at the. Valley Center, sometimes called the Vons Shopping Center. <laughs> it's the first Friday of every month, uh, evening, 6 till 9, and it's a family event. You know, yeah, we absolutely. have activities for the kids. The DJ does a yeah. hula hoop and a dance contest and a limbo contest for the kids. <laughs> Beside, and then the parents can, you know, because a lot of kids are walking around at a car show. The, they're, the parents are dragging them along. So it's, we, we pride ourselves in having this family event. Where a lot of car events, car shows, yeah. are just cars and maybe some uh, classic music. And you and show the, up at the festivals too. Yeah, and we and we participate um, at the a uh, uh, lot of city events. Yeah. We go to other car shows. We support other fundraising events. A mm-hmm. uh, lot of lot of car shows are fundraisers for charities. Um, right, and you then do charitable we're the, work. We're in the Christmas parade, so mm-hmm. we. It's a fun thing. It's a fun hobby. And we've made a lot of nice uh, friends, uh, yeah. acquaintances. And Everybody's it's, really it's nice. It's a wholesome. Uh, mm-hmm. Not everybody, you know. I mean, it, you got to have a little bit of funding to have a classy car. Right. What are the parameters? I mean, if if you wanted to join the club, I mean, is there a year, a time frame? The car has to be between such and such uh, a year. Actually, our car club, you don't even need to have a classic car to be in. Really, we have a few members that, in fact, our current president doesn't even have a classic car, but he likes being in the car club, and he's a big participant. He helps out a lot, and he volunteers, he pays his dues. He, he pays, yeah, he pays his dues. That's an important thing. I'm sure you got and, dues to pay. Uh, so there's no real requirements. Um, um, our our car our car event, our family cruise night, they call it, yeah. is. 
because of space limitations down there, the car has to be from 1980 or older. Okay, that's so, what I was getting at. So, yeah. I mean, and so, I mean, there are some car shows that are open to anything where someone can bring their new Mustang or Camaro or Challenger or something. But um, ours is based on a classic car type of theme, right. which is, you know, cars from the, basically from the 70s back. And uh, we can't really open it up to later years because we don't have room. We fill up the parking lot down there next to U.S. Bank with <laughs> what a problem to have. 140 or 50 cars once a month. Uh-huh. So um, it, it's, it's a fun thing. We, the thing I like about it, it's an event for the community that people can come out, mm-hmm. see their friends and neighbors. They can see people that have cars. They can come out and have the kids do a, a game or two. Uh, they can enjoy the evening. It's usually a cool evening, even in the summertime, once the sun goes down over Crafton Hills. Right. And so um, that's what I like about being part of this organization. It's a community family thing. There's not much going on in Yukaipa on Friday nights, typically, mm-hmm. except for some of the events and then football games during the yeah, fall. Yeah, they got so, a really small market night or something. Yeah, it's then not that, even and, a market and that, night. That only runs like about six weeks in, uh, in right. May and June. Right. So th- that's... That's my connection to the community, yeah. pretty much. Well, it, it's this is all under you know, we'll, we'll, we'll graciously wrap this under analog. I mean, the '60s and '70s nostalgia. I mean, whether it was the music we grew up with, and my lord, are cars part of our growing up, or culture and culture, or what? Yeah, and uh, it it makes sense that you're into both music. In all its facets, like you are, we've talked about, and cars. And I just wanted to bring that in because I think it's wonderful and I think it's a really unique thing. Uh, like you said, some case, in most cases you have to have a little you know, finances to do it, yeah. but your passion is what's the most important. And showcasing history. Yeah. This is what a great automobile used to be. You know, like, in, and it's not in a museum. It's actually drivable. Is that a prerequisite? It has sure. to be drivable? Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's it's just amazing. I mean, we see all kinds of amazing cars on the road. But to go back and see, and then what I like about it is you can actually be up close and talk to the person who owns it and drives it. And, you know, another fun fa- facet of doing this is that many times we're on the road going to an event. Oh, yeah. Sometimes we'll have a group of us caravanning. That's fun. Sometimes it'll just be my wife and I going to a car show somewhere, you know, in Rancho Cucamonga or, we, or over to Corona or somewhere. And people drive by and the the phones are hanging out, you know, taking pictures. <laughs> I hold on to that, that, that smartphone, taking pictures, honking, wow. thumbs up, you know, and it's just... That's cool. It, it, that, that's kind of a cool thing. You oh, know, that's really cool. Connecting. Look at that. You know. And yeah. It's, so oh, we yeah. all wave back, and that's great. Everybody's on their way because we're usually we're usually not in the fast lane. We're usually <laughs> kind of over to the side because you want to be off to the right in an older car in case you have a breakdown. You want to get. Happens. You want to be able to get off pretty quick. You right. Know? You don't want to get stuck in the center lane. Yeah. Exactly. No. You don't want that anyway. But anyway, it's a fun. It's a fun yeah. passion. That's I notice. I've I've seen that from time to time. Oh, they must have a car show coming into town. Yeah. So, anyway, thank you, George. You're welcome, uh, Brad. This is great. We uh, And knowing George as I do, we scratch the surface and hope to have more uh, time later on. But uh, any questions about the Past Pleasures Car Show, check with us on our website, 
Facebook page. I'll have a post there. And uh, any questions about today's episode, thanks again, George. And we'll talk again soon. You bet. Thanks again, Brad. All right, that's it for this episode of the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We started Old Days New Ways to help people take their old audio and video tech and convert it to the digital age. If you're interested in getting that done or you want to keep up to date with all the awesome offers we have because we know that technology can be a daunting experience, you can go ahead and check us out at www.odnws.com. That's our website, and our two main tabs are Book Now and Learn How. Learn How is our up-to-date offers on how you can learn modern technology, and Book Now is where you can schedule appointments with us to help get your technology transferred to the modern age. So thanks for listening. Tune in next time.